the USFL gambling podcast week seven recap show on the sports gambling podcast network presented by win bet bet $50 at win bet and get $200 in free bets, bet big, win bigger with win bet. Download the win bet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by sleeper. You already play fantasy on sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars at sleeper.com slash SGP. And we're also brought to you by us. Yes. The SGPN app is live in the app store and Google play store. It is free to download and it is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. This is Brian Bosworth, AKA the Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Boz out. Football is a unique American experience. A game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive it did. On the USFL Gambling Podcast Week Seven Recap Show, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. <laughs> I smoke and I drink, and um, I don't have stress, and I'm healthy. <laughs> yes, yeah, switching it up. Call <laughs> Another wild, wild week of USFL action. I can't wait to talk about it. I am joined by my co-host, former, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, whoop. Yes, we are coming down the home stretch and look, you got to love the USFL uh, and what's happened in year one. I mean, there are those who say that the fun has gone out of football, that it's become too predictable for them. Let me present 30 seconds of football USFL style The USFL where football is still a game in a way though. Some things are predictable. Patty C things that I've uh, really learned uh, this, this 
you know, what seven week season thus far. Couple things I can count on every week. <laughs> Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher being absolutely terrible. And I love uh-huh. Jeff Fisher as a defensive guy. 85 Bears, big fan here. Jeff Fisher's in-game management, terrible. Kirby Wilson's logic on everything, terrible. <laughs> Kevin Sumlin's halftime leads will never prevail. Um, that's what I've learned. So maybe that maybe it is a little bit predictable to go against that ad, but man, what did you make of uh, another wild, wild week in the USFL? I can't, we got some things we really got to talk about. So I'm very excited at, uh, at what we could talk about, but what'd you make of the week overall? I mean, it was entertaining. The games were all entertaining. Even, uh, even, you know, uh, stallions maulers was very entertaining down to the last drive or, or close to the last drive, despite Kirby Wilson doing everything in his power to you know, keep the game as far away as possible. I mean, I almost want to start there, but I feel like we got to go chronologically. Um, so the New Jersey Generals, without DeAndre Johnson, I still don't know that I've found an actual injury report on him on how long he's out for. But they did get Kyle Laletta Cheese uh, as a uh, as a backup. He was cut by the Maulers a couple weeks ago or a week ago, and the Generals signed him. But the Generals get it done again. They moved to six and one. Luis Perez and the Generals, uh, General Perez, getting it done. They cover for me against the Bandits. Tampa Bay Bandits, three and four. Kind of a dog shit team. Even at three and four, I don't even think they should be three and four. But the Generals moved to six and one. They clinched the playoff spot. They clinched the one seed, I think. Or no, I think they still could lose the one seat. They clinched the playoff spot. Uh, then we had our first overtime game. Well, actually, oh, yeah. l- hold on. Let's talk about the Generals Bandits more. Um, I wonder, and I made this statement with NC Nick, with losing DeAndre Johnson. If it's for the year, which I kind of think it is. Yeah. I don't know that it's they're a the huge best team. Blow, yeah, I don't know that they're the best team anymore. I think they go to number two because I had them charted number one. With DeAndre Johnson, but with Perez, I'll be honest, they still look pretty fucking good. He was 19 of 25, 174 yards and a touchdown, didn't make a turnover. And I, th- I think that's kind of all you gotta ask from Luis Perez. And I think they'll be in the in the Freedom Cup come July 3rd. <laughs> all right. Uh I mean, I, I have to agree. I, I we, we mentioned it before, Mike Riley, the quarterback uh completion percentage has been pretty high, I believe, all year, but certainly over the last few weeks. Um, he does a great job coaching there. And uh, they're kind of, I mean, obviously um, Perez doesn't have the, the, the wheels and the, and the multifaceted version of the game, but he does still get the ball where it needs to be. And they have enough other weapons uh, that it doesn't really matter. The offense still gets it done with, with Perez in there. Yeah. Darius Victor and Trey Williams combined <laughs> for 86 yards rushing Cavante Turpin also at 13 yards on the ground. And once did again, he get dinged up? Turpin. He did get dinged up, but that was after he scored a key touchdown in this game. Um, so yeah, he did get did it looked like some like a hip flexor or something. I don't know. He was on a deep ball. He'll be back though, we're assuming. I right? believe so. I believe so. But the passing attack looked all right. Alonzo Moore, four catches, sixty nine yards. They got it done. And uh I mean, I, I still think the generals are the team to I mean, they're gonna they're gonna win the the north, right? General, General uh, yeah. Perez is going to lead them to into battle in the Canton, Ohio. I think. <laughs> um, 
How about uh, Jordan Tamu doing his uh, his his turnover routine again? He uh, sucks, dude. Three interceptions, seventeen of thirty-seven. He and he should have had more interceptions. Now, look, I get it. He looked all right with Jonathan Hayes and the St. Louis Battlehawks, but Todd Haley, maybe Todd Haley's a shitty coach. But I mean, whew, he 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 probably should have had four or five picks in this game. Um, Forty-five percent completion percentage. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty terrible. What was Haley's? I mean, Haley was the dude that after Arians left. Pittsburgh, they were going to bring Haley in and have him uh, run the rock a lot. I think uh, I'm not, I forget if it was Arians or Haley that was like basically taught Ben to instead of running around and lumbering around to get the ball out a little more quickly. I'm pretty sure that was Arians. I don't want to give uh, <laughs> Haley credit; he's not due for there. And uh, clearly, um, maybe Tamu not doing something well, right, not getting the ball out efficiently. Well, they're also very predictable. They don't commit to the run. They don't run the ball. Well, I mean, Juwan Washington, former San Diego state Aztec had eight for 41, 5.1 yards of carry. You think you give them the ball more, but BJ Emmons, their starter six for 16 altogether, just 78 yards rushing. And 18 of those were Jordan Tamu on, on, on him, you know, we running out of the pocket. I don't know. I mean, Vince Papali, by the way, I saw you tweet out that you, he should go to the Philadelphia stars. I agree. It's a crime. It's an absolute crime. He should be forced. If, if the bandits don't make the playoffs, he should be allowed to go to Philadelphia only for the playoffs. <laughs> uh, you know, because his dad played for the Philadelphia stars and wait for the stars too. Yes. What? Yes. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, buddy. Oh man. That's not, amazing. Not just the Eagles, the stars as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, this team sucks. I, I, they, they were Matt, in my opinion, disguising up a decent record a couple of weeks ago. I, I cashed in on this one. Um, but I mean, look, I still was a bit surprised on the outcomes of these games. The next one breakers, Panthers first overtime. And I want to start out by saying this overtime sucks ass. All right. You don't like it. I think it sucks. I think I it, thought it was okay. I think it's terrible. I think it's, I think Look, at least college football does it from the 25 yard line to do it yeah. from the two or the three. It's fucking terrible. Every play is like, Let's it's almost have, like a sudden death situation. Yeah, It's there. like soccer. We don't want that. Yeah. At least I don't want that. Maybe I mean, it, we. I, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was entertaining, but you're right. It's not like a, a great representation of football and you know, yeah, it's, get, it's a completely different way to determine overtime than what you had done during the whole regulation. Give me strategy where you can have it like, to me, you, you also take away the option of kicking a field goal. Like, give me the strategy drop back at least to the 25 or the 30 where you have like, Oh, do we have to kick or do we go for a fourth and four? Because we've seen USFL kickers have been kind of shaky. So give me strategy. There's no strategy in this approach. It's just, Oh, I mean, very little strategy. Oh, you're at the two yard line. We got to find a way to get the ball in. Yeah. With one play. I mean, even in high school football, you're getting four plays from the 10. So uh, there to have more strategy in a high school football game than a pro football game is it, yeah, it but sucks. It's a filthy it, overtime for, for a shootout to style. I mean, it's uh it's high drama. I'll give it that. You know, every play counts. I don't like it though, but uh, uh, look, and I thought the Panthers were the better team, but once again, uh, Jeff Fisher kind of questionable coaching here. He elects to kick like a 56 yarder or 57 yard. I don't even remember. They're up three with like a minute left, a minute and 20 seconds left or something. <laughs> and he, uh, he elects to kick 
I mean, first off, he's a defensive coach. Right. Trust I, in your defense. I'm, I get it. Their kicker was four for four on field goals. Um, and he made a 60 yarder, but at the same time, if he misses, <laughs> you're giving the other team pretty darn good field position. Makes no sense to me, man. Yeah. Like, okay. Even if you get it, you go up six, they still have a chance. Well, you're saying it was what a minute, minute 30 like, left. You said I, something like that, a minute 20, something like that. But I mean, you can cough and corner them down and make them drive, you know, yes. 60, 70 yards in, in a minute and 20 seconds, which is doable. You know, that's, that's kind of a tough coaching situation. It's not 100%, you know, especially if you got a kicker with a leg, which it sounds like it but, did. I, okay. Look, he made a 60 yard before, but, but lo- look at the whole season as a whole, uh, <laughs> they've yeah, had I kickers mean, miss 17 yard field goals. You know what I mean? Or whatever, right. <laughs> you know, like nothing, there's not been great. I, I would say year one in the USFL rebirth, that's the true. first, the first complaint would be, I don't if think you missed, if you missed a point blank field goal in the same situation at the end of the game, like what, two weeks ago, <laughs> you'd be a little more gun shy. You would think, Oh man, I, I, I thought it was terrible. And I look, I get it. But, and then when the game goes to overtime, it blows my cover because I thought I had the breakers minus five or minus six, whatever that fucking was. But regardless, these stupid overtimes, I, you know, you got to consider that when betting these games. Um, so, so we're, we're, we're seeing here now that uh, the biggest you can win in overtime is four points. So if, if it's four and a half and it goes to overtime, you know, you're not covering that if you're on the wrong side of that. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Consider that interesting. When, when, when gambling now, J- uh, Josh love, former San Jose state Spartans first start with the Panthers. He was 18 of 37, 48%, uh, 179 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. <laughs> Um, uh, the completion percentages in this league <laughs> could stand to come up. But it's only a couple of them. It's only a couple of them because I feel like there's a a, a decent amount. We'll see. We'll see with. Uh, but uh, you know, Corbin rushed for over 100 yards again. They got him in the mix. Uh, Lance Lenore Jr. was the leading receiver for the Panthers as they fumble away this. Now for the Breakers, break a break a one two slaughter Saturdays are a thing. 15 of 24, Patty C, 62%, 182 yards uh, in the air, two touchdowns. And even the backup, Kyle Smith from Tulsa, was five of eight, 62% uh, for a touchdown as well. So that's what I'm saying. It's the, the offensive coaches have no, like, I feel like we'll get to case cookies, but uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like, you know, Birmingham, decent job staying over 50%. New Jersey, like at 80%, I feel like at f- fucking every week. Um, and then yeah. break a break at one, two decent percentage there. The rest, who knows? But uh, <laughs> uh, breakers get it done. It would have been a, a huge win for the Panthers. It really would have. And I, I actually think that would let a yet again, I thought the Panthers were the better team. I really do. I watched this whole game. The Panthers have been better than a lot of these other teams, and they lose. And that's gotta be placed solely on Jeff Fisher. Yeah. I mean, I guess kind of, I mean, look, if, if they're looking like the better team and they're finding ways to lose games and th- there are these coaching errors that are pretty obvious, then yeah, I don't think it's too big of a stretch to, to call Fisher, you 
you know, part the big part of the problem there. It's year one. I hope he stays. Now there's another, there's one coach or at least two coaches that I think should probably be fired, but we're going to talk about the other two games that occurred on Sunday on the other side of this. We want to first get to um, uh, get us paid. I want to tell you that the USFL gambling podcast is brought to you by win bet. Uh, and you want to make sure you get down on win bets, bet $50 to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the win bet casino is offering a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. There's so much to choose from. And all you have to do is download the win bet app and, uh, or, or you could just visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions apply at winbet.com must be 21 order and present in a state where you play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're micro also, machines. <laughs> yes. Micro machines. Get it going. I love some micro machines back in the day. We're also brought to you by sleeper. Sleeper's the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a uh, fantasy league on there. I know I do. It's a, but this is a game changing product. Unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on sleeper by playing their brand new over under game. This thing is awesome. And it's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players you like and pick the over or under, for example, number of points in a basketball game or hits in the baseball game. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter in your contest. Uh, if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from t- two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over under on sleeper is that it's the only app where I, where I can join my buddy's contest and play together. It's got a, uh, it's also got like a built-in group chat. So you can talk shit to your friends. It's insanely fun to ride out a, a nice sweat, you know, against your pals. So stop what you're doing and download the sleeper uh, sleeper app to play their new over under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money on now on your mobile phone. Join our listener group on SGPN. Uh, you got to do this. It's a lot of fun. Sleeper.com slash SGP is where you want to go to join our group. And if so, you will automatically get a match for your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's right. Join our squad and get a hundred percent deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by athletic greens in their AG one supplement. You're probably wondering Colby, what the hell is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG one, you're probably thinking AG one. No, that's not a new Bruce Willis movie. All right. This is a fantastic thing. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day white day. Right. I can't talk. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, all of those things. It can cost less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. And trust me, it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Uh, AG one also supports better sleep quality and recovery. So what's not to like there to make it easy. Athletic greens is giving you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your, your data to hackers, <laughs> advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes. 
That's why we here at SGPN Studios use IP Vanish VPN to make it super easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safe browse it, or safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your your private details, your emails, your passwords, your communications, your browsing history, and more will be completely shielding from uh, for falling in the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really awesome. And right now, IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free, people. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use that promo code SGP and claim your savings. They're just giving that stuff away. Yeah. Free protection. 70% 70% off your savings. That's I P V A N I S H.com slash S G P. Trust me, the 85 bears, if they were around now, well, some of them are, uh, but I'm talking about the actual team. They would have wanted some IP vanish. All right. Cause that would have been the ultimate protection. The 86 Mets certainly would have want, wanted IP vanish yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, well, for other reasons. But I was going to say they would want that. The, the 85 bears, Jim McMahon was going to be a franchise quarterback had had uh what was his name? Martin, the defensive end for the Packers, not slammed him like 20, 20 minutes after the play. They would have had some protection like that. Jim McMahon would have been a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> you heard it here first. Anyway, let's let's get back to business here in the United States Football League, Patty C, where uh the Stallions are seven and oh. They're seven and oh now, Patty C. Are you starting to think? Do we have Larry Zonka? And uh, the no-name defense uh, starting to form. With sh- I mean, they've done it without Shark Dog too. Shark Dog's been injured. I don't Man. know what's happening there with him. But I mean, it, it, do, do, does this team have the? Would you think two most accomplished college football players in Bo Scarborough and Shark Dog? I mean, obviously, I think Shark Dog, from an accolade standpoint, is probably number one in the league. Uh, but you know, being on a short list for Heisman there. Um, but Scarborough is pretty good, but he wasn't a superstar in college, but both of them are playing great, but you're right. It's more about the no names for the stallions on defense that are making this happen. I mean, they, I mean, they, they are looking just complete. Now the, the Maulers, can we talk about this Pittsburgh? The Maulers were winning at halftime. Can we talk about that two minute? <laughs> no, drill no, they were down. Uh, they were down uh, 10 to six or no, 13 to six. But it and was half? a game. I, I think no, no, no. I'm looking at it. No, I'm, I'm looking at this all wrong. Uh, what was the score at half? Sorry, they I'm were up at ten six at halftime. I thought they were up ten six. Okay, yeah. But do you remember the two minute drill? Oh yeah, that was that was probably the worst end of a half I've ever seen. <laughs> it's it's tough to say that I've watched so much football, but that everyone immediately got online and was like, "What?" They well, get to the fifty yard line. <laughs> there's sixteen seconds left. It's what second down or something. <laughs> they have two timeouts. They're 14 yards away from field goal range, probably with two timeouts. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, I, look, I have defended Kirby Wilson for that chicken salad pizza thing. Man, am I looking like a fucking idiot because <laughs> he is a look, let's just call a spade a spade. I, the guy's a fucking idiot. I, I look, I, I hope I wish you know him the best, but gosh, is he fucking up? Vad Lee got yeah. benched because of his body English. 
with his body English. Uh, and they brought in Reggie rolling down the rivers, uh, member of Creedence Clearwater. This guy got signed on fucking Thursday. Uh, I they, mean, they're down seven against the best team in the league with like what a minute or two left in the game. Yes. He benches his starting quarterback who won him the game. His only win so far and had just delivered a, on a drive that gave them a field goal, but he didn't yeah. like the body English. So like yeah. he had a little bit of a hot hand going. It's <laughs> odd fucking believable. And you bring in uh rolling down the rivers, shout out to rolling rivers. I'm rooting for you, but the guy's not for he, he had one practice with the fucking team. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is yeah. all time. Just, just terrible. Like yeah, it, this is professional football. This isn't like freshman football where you're instilling like discipline into a team, like during a scrimmage here and you say, I'll bench you. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, if, if it had paid off and they won, I guess we'd be singing his praises, but buddy, you are on the freaking hot seat here and you're making the worst mistakes in the league. Dude. How about your boy Garrett Groshek after, after a week ago, 14 rushes, seven yards. He rebounds. <laughs> 10 rushes, 29 yards. Oh yeah. He's a, he's a threat out of the backfield. That guy has no wiggle whatsoever. <laughs> he is like the most like quintessential stiff white running back you've ever seen in your life. And look, I, I, I wanted him to succeed so badly because he's a tough guy from Wisconsin. He runs hard, but dude, make one cut. Don't run into the hole that has the <laughs> linebacker in it because you know you can get four yards when there's 50 yards to gain the next hole over. Bounce. <laughs> Madre <laughs> London gets it. You know, uh, 5.5 yards per rush. Uh, and wasn't wasn't there a play there where where uh, Madre London w- would have been really useful? I think that was either at the end of the half or at the end of the game. Dude, I think. How do they not get him the ball more, even on screens? And he's it like scowling no at Kirby Wilson, like it on the sideline. No sense. Uh, I mean, come on, everyone. I feel sorry for the Maulers players because they're coming off the field like this. Yeah, yeah. He felt like he felt like shit afterwards. <laughs> Everybody booing the shit out of me, but he worked his ass off. And no smarter. Uh- no, 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 no. I can't. I can't play that part because there are many smarter Every, offensive yeah, coordinators many smarter, in football. Uh, coaches. Uh, I, I mean, I can't believe watching this game. Uh, it was almost, I, I, I'm actually thankful for leagues like this and, and not just leagues like this, any league. Cause I do remember horrible coaching, you know, on, on many fronts, Steve Spurrier tried to block when he was with the Washington Redskins. Um, I think, uh, you know, he was going with that, that uh, pass happy offense and No, no, it wasn't. It was Trung Candidate, who was his running back from Arizona. He was uh, block trying to block. If you want to say block, I don't. I I think that's going a bit over the top. But he was scheduled to block Simeon Rice. (laughs) Yeah, and and like uh, the rest was like the fun and gun. Like Max Protect was never part of Steve Spurrier's. Uh, or not Peyton Ramsey. I'm sorry. Patrick Ramsey. Shout out to Peyton Ramsey though, for the stallions undefeated Pat, poor Patrick Ramsey. I, he had some, some tools to me. He had an arm and if he had not gotten drafted by Steve Spurrier and the Washington Redskins, because he was getting rocked uh, <laughs> just left and right as trunk candidate was trying to block Simeon rice. And you can imagine <laughs> the other games too. Um, this is what I felt like though. I, I, I do appreciate coaches like this in the league, like everyone calling for him to be fired. Yes, he should be fired, but I do find it very comical to watch these games. 
it is fun. You know, yeah. you, you have, you do have a contrast in styles. Although I would say from a completion percentage, these teams were identical. The stallions completing 37% of their passes, the Maulers completing 39% mm. of their passes and the stallions won by double digits. If you're not, if you're looking for a beautiful, you know, display of aerial <laughs> artistry, this ain't the game for you. <laughs> aerial artistry. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a new band. Um, uh, then our nightcap once again, buckle up. Cause we've gone through the Jeff Fisher uh, coaching blunders. Then we've gone to the Kirby Wilson, bang your fucking head through a wall. Right now comes Kevin Sumlin who not only blows another halftime lead as the gamblers were winning <laughs> 17, 13 and a half, they, which uh, is probably the funniest storyline <laughs> in the league right now to watch. Yeah. They had an 11 point lead in the fourth going into the fourth quarter and the stars rattle off 22 unanswered points. Bart Andrews and that sweet ass mullet. I mean, getting <laughs> it done 22 points for the stars as the gamblers run and shoot themselves in the foot. At this point, we have to, everyone has to bet the gamblers to have the lead in the first half. Look, I took the gamblers yeah. to pull the upset on the money line. This game was brutal for me. I went two and two ATS this week, right? But I'm sitting yeah. there going into the fourth being like gamblers are the better team. If you look at what I mean, it's not like the stars offense set the world on fire. They had 163 in the air case cookies to quote the great Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, through 67% Pat for case cookies, but one touchdown, two interceptions, Matt Colburn had 21 rushes for 75 yards, just 3.6 a carry. It's not like they set the world on fire offensively. Now, I mean, it's not like they were terrible either. They had a, you know, they had about uh you know, just a shade over 300 yards uh, of offense. But when you look at the gamblers, um, Kenji Bahar came in through for over hundred yards. I've been calling. I know he was dinged up before, but Clayton Thorson, I made a mistake by playing Clayton Thorson DFS eight for 12, still 66%, 70 yards, but they're switching it up um, altogether. I mean, this was a pretty even game from a yard standpoint. Yes. Uh, Philadelphia had more yards at the end of the day by about 70 yards, but um, to, to lose like this, to give up 22 in the fourth, <laughs> what do you make of this team, buddy? I mean, I'm with you. I, I think they're way better than their record suggests. They are um, one in six, but uh, of those seven games, I'm pretty sure I heard the stat that they've had the lead in every single game of the whole season, which means if you're counting six blown second half leads out of seven games, um, and only the Maulers were the only team that couldn't uh, couldn't come back. <laughs> Kevin Sumlin, pretty clearly not a second half coach. Um, nice Would you game fire for Would you fire him year one? Mm, I mean, if he keeps losing, yeah, he goes one and nine. He's gone. June Jones is out there. He's got Houston gambler experience. By the way, June Jones does not give an F on Twitter. <laughs> what, what, what did I miss uh, this morning? He's, he's ragging on the uh, San Francisco uh, giants owner for some uh, social justice stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, June Jones, friend of the program, by the way, shout out to June. I like June. Great guy. And June Jones 
mm-hmm. undefeated with the Houston Roughnecks in the XFL. They didn't elect to bring him back as head coach. I know he's going to supposedly go be the offense coordinator for the Seattle Dragons, but if you're the Houston Gamblers after the season, why not go back to a guy that you know is going to be able to spark this offense and has success in these leagues? And he's also a pre- he was a coach with the Houston Gamblers back in the eighties. How there great of go. a story was that, or could that be? If you name him a head coach, <laughs> that would be amazing. Forty years later, he comes back to coach again. Let's start. T- let, let's start. Th- let's start talking about this. It's week let's seven. Do it. I feel That's like now an upgrade to be the head coach. He should be. And I think you got to fire Kirby Wilson, right? Yeah. And, and and he was just in what Dallas a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, no, uh, Houston, Houston with the rough Houston. Picks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The shoe oh, fits. With, He's yeah. coached June Jones is coached with the Houston Oilers, the Houston Gamblers, and the Houston Roughnecks. All right. Oh man. So get him down there. That's where he belongs. Yes, and I think the fans will be excited if you're going to your d- destination cities after this year. I think you should fire Kirby Kirby Wilson and and who could they bring in as a big I, I know Rod Woodson's going to be coaching in the USFL. He's a Pittsburgh legend, but I don't know. Get, get someone uh get someone out. There's got to be someone out there they could they could hire. I didn't give this this much thought pre-episode, but I yeah. do think he should be fired. Jonathan Hayes. He get was the, Bill Cower back on the sideline. No, jo- Jonathan Hayes was the coach for the St. Louis Battlehawks. They didn't get him back as a head coach. He played for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the mid-90s. Boom. Get him, get him for the Maulers. You're dialed in. Boom. All right. I mean, let's get it going. Who else I mean, do you think they should fire Jeff Fisher? I think Jeff Fisher has enough clout. He gets a year two. Right. But it is definitely not a great look for him. It's not really a great look for the NFL right now. I, I know you had pointed that out before that they their head coaches are struggling. I'd like to recalculate those numbers after this week, but um, I mean, how did the, how did the uh, predominantly NFL coaches do this week. We well, had uh, your NFL coaches would be Todd Haley, sucks. I mean three yeah. and four, three and five, three and four. Uh, then you have Jeff Fisher, one and five. So there's and K- Kirby two Wilson, losses this week. Kirby or one, no, one and six, and then Kirby Wilson, one and six. Yeah. <laughs> you, now your only college coach that's laying uh, a zero essentially is Sumlin. Yeah, and even so, then, <laughs> he's he's good right up until the the end of the game. But yeah, I mean, it's just uh, terrible. So, all right, power rankings wise, I'm gonna have the Stallions. No, I'm I'm sticking with the Generals. I think Mike Riley's the best coach. Give me the New Jersey Generals one, the Birmingham Stallions two, the New Orleans Breakers three. At four, the Philadelphia Stars at four. At five, I mean, the Tampa Bay Bandits have three wins. But if you told me tomorrow. I would take Houston or Michigan to beat them. The bandits. I guess I have to put the bandits. Three five. and four versus one and six for the other teams. I think you do. All right, bandits at at five at six. Give me the Michigan Panthers at seven. The Houston Gamblers at eight. The Pittsburgh Maulers. Yeah, let's talk about. I'm. I'll, I'll put the uh, Gamblers ahead of the Panthers personally. I, I, that's a good debate. That's a very good debate, and I'm not saying yep. I'm right because I think both teams have had plenty of opportunities for wins and have just squandered away so many wins. But um, but you're right. Aside from the Generals and the Stallions, the rest of the hierarchy of the league is pretty uh pretty well broken down, pretty clear. And well, as much as I love you know the Kirby Wilson coaching philosophy and that happening in games because it's great. It's great to watch. It's good entertainment value. Yeah, it really is. But at the same time, this playoff race kind of sucks. 
Yeah. Now let's let's talk about this. Um, a huge game for the Michigan. The Michigan Panthers playoffs start this week, my friend. Yep. Because if the elimination Panthers is on, staring them square in the eye. Yeah. Sunday, nine a.m. on Fox. If they beat the Stars, they'll move to two and six. The Stars will move to four and four. They should have beat the Stars the first time, but they missed a seventeen-yard field goal because Jeff Fisher <laughs> didn't elect to run the ball with two timeouts at the three. Um, if the Panthers beat the Stars, they're still alive. Um, I highly doubt they will, but. Uh, the break, uh, the breakers and the stallions play on Saturday. Um, yeah, we have three nights, uh, three days of football this week. That's what's great. But uh, so breakers stallions, this is an important, actually all four games matter this week. Yeah. This is probably the last week we could say that <laughs> almost certainly Okay, the Maulers generals Friday night, USA. Uh, if the Maulers win, they're still, they're still alive. For, yeah. for, for, I mean that the, their playoff hopes could come crashing down come Sunday. The generals clinched, right? They're, they're in. They clinched. They're in. So yeah. can they do Kirby Wilson a solid and bench the starters? Who knows? <laughs> they should because seating isn't a factor here since both teams are going to uh, Canton yeah. either yeah, way. That's a good point. So <laughs> uh, then Saturday you have the breaker stallions, which I alluded to two best teams in the South. Now this is a big opportunity for the bandits. Cause if the breakers lose, uh, well it, it's a, it, this is a big game for either team because the, the breakers could still catch the stallions and uh, the breakers could still, if the breakers lose, the bandits could still catch the breakers, right? The yeah. only team truly eliminated is the Houston gamblers. I would say, mm, mm, right? Mm, mm. Um, so then on Sunday we have Panthers stars, which I alluded to. That's a huge game. And then even uh, the Sunday night game on Peacock Kaka is uh, the gamblers bandits where the gamblers pretty much mathematically eliminated. So they're, they're out. So if the bandits can just get that win, they're staying around. Yeah. I mean, uh, the gamblers get to play spoiler here. I'm sure. Someone would like to, you know, all take four some games enjoyment. matter though this week, despite the gamblers, uh, you know, uh, eliminated from the playoffs, Patty C. I mean, what do you want to see? What do you want to see this weekend? Uh, I mean, give me chaos. Give me chaos. Let's keep this thing interesting. So you as want long the ballers to beat the generals. Yeah. You want the breakers to beat the stallions or do you, would you No, rather? I want the stallions to beat the breakers because the stallions are clinched. Okay. So yeah. then you want the bandits to beat the gamblers and then the Panthers to beat the stars to, to make next week more exciting. That's or right. The following week, I should say. That's right. All right. Well, uh, we will have you covered here. We don't, well, we didn't get anything about uh USFL TV ratings for week seven yet. Have we? That no, because they out. played on Saturday and Sunday. So those won't be available till Tuesday and Wednesday. And I even think with a three day weekend, it might even be a day later. Yeah. But, I think they got pushed if I uh, read correctly. Yeah. Yeah, so uh we'll have you covered on the remember to check out our DFS show. Me and NC Nick do a, a, a DFS show. We also do a preview and picks episode. So check out those two episodes later in the week. Uh we'll have those for you as we talk USFL football. Folks, subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast on iTunes or or Spotify or whatever. And if you give us a five star review, take a screenshot. Find me on Twitter at the Colby D and we'll send you a T shirt. How about that? Brand new. I swear it's not out of Patty C's closet. And mm. uh and look, we'll have you looking good for the upcoming weeks of the USFL action. 
And uh, yeah, so at the Colby D, we the USFL Gambling Podcast is on Twitter at USFL Gambling. Give that a follow. Give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C831. And give the Sports Gambling Podcast a follow at the SGP Network. And remember, folks, if you like college football, me, Patty C, NC Nick, we also host the College Football Experience. And if you like college basketball, we also host the College Basketball Experience. Subscribe to those feeds. But the whole Sports Gambling Podcast Network is just really on fire these days. Um, if you check out all of our stuff, I know the sports season, let's, let's be topical here. The NHL playoffs, fantastic game seven went on tonight, right? The NHL gambling podcast is fantastic. Check it out. I think you'll dig it. Uh, they got winners. They're picking all the time. The NBA season, uh, from what I understand, heating up. Patty C tried to invite me out to a game seven, knowing I boycott the NBA, but <laughs> check out the NBA gambling podcast. Uh, those guys know their stuff. Shout out to my guy, Terrell Furman, who also hosts the WNBA gambling podcast. Um, and then check out all of our other platforms, the NASCAR gambling podcast, golf gambling podcast as golf season continues to, to, you know, heat up uh, the notorious OTB is the triple crown is right around the corner, right? Zed run with our guy, Scott Bowser's for some, for some uh, virtual horse racing. Uh, the fantasy football podcast and folks get this before. I know you're probably tuning me out, but the CFL gambling podcast, Canadian football league uh, with our guy, Rod via Gomez, check that out. I think you'll dig it as well. So we Boom. got you covered. We're covering them all. We got you covered. All right. <laughs> Subscribe, tell a friend let's uh, let's ride out. Patty. See anything else you want to say to the fine people listening to the United States football league gambling well, podcast. I'm curious to get your take on these matchups. Like uh, I know we're not trying to go for any TMZ storylines. We like to watch the game evolve like it does, but look, I think the game is evolving naturally here. I don't think there's any incentive uh, to create a a specific storyline for the league, or maybe there's incentive, but I don't sense that they're doing that. And um, I think one storyline is probably as good as the next. All that to say general stars, you know, Philadelphia versus uh, New Jersey sizing up to be what they expected to be the rivalry there. Uh, They're going to be playing on the last game of the regular season. And then I like stallions breakers because specifically the stallions not getting much shine. Uh, And so we have, I think probably and and New Jersey really not getting much shine um, for football. I think both these teams bring out the best of the fans. And so I'm excited to see the general stars rivalry, maybe play out in the playoffs and then stallions breakers too. Yeah. I mean, what you don't realize, uh, well, what most people don't realize unless they were alive and paying attention to the original United States football league was that the stars were a dynasty essentially. So the stars getting to the playoffs year one, back then they played 18 games. How great was the original USFL? Seriously? Um, Yeah. They went to all three of the uh, championship games in USFL history so far. So uh, and and I want to say the generals had a couple playoff appearances too. I'm, I'm quickly pulling that up right now. But I well, we got Herschel Walker uh, running for uh, office here, and uh, he was yeah. running for the generals back then. So, so you know some some fun historical throwbacks. And year two, New Jersey Generals made the playoffs. Played the Philadelphia Stars. Stars were 16 and two. The generals were 14 and four. Um, so there is history here. There is history here. I'm Can uh, revenge be served cold 40 years later? We okay. shall see. Oh, well, let me look at year three real quick before we get out of here. Um, yeah. Generals and stars were the top two teams in the East too. 
So this rivalry goes back. Let's do this damn thing. All right, folks, subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast. Have a wonderful week as we continue. I can't wait for Canton. I can't wait for this weekend's action. I love the fact we have a Friday game because I hate when they, they do all the games on Saturday, Sunday, give me Friday, give me Saturday, give me Sunday, give me more USFL action, expand, bring back the Washington Federals. This is the USFL gambling podcast. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. You come from a land down under. A women go.